Good morning on this Thursday morning. Welcome to our devotional, Golden Nuggets, Food for Thought and for the Imagination. Yesterday morning, we learned the union between spirit and the word, and the result was light. Light is produced. Light comes as a result of hearing what the Spirit of God is saying, what the Word of God is saying, and the result of that is there is light. And we had read in Psalm 119, verse 105, Your word is a lamp unto my feet, and a light unto my path. Uh, Psalm 119.30 said, The entrance of your words, not just one word, but words, it giveth light. It gives understanding to the simple. And that is one of the things that happens when, when, uh, when the light is turned on, literally. Someone hears uh, something or, or the Spirit of God speaks something to someone or uh, one is listening to a message or a preaching or in a service and all of a sudden you nudge the person. Did you hear what he said? Did, did you hear? All of a sudden the light bulb turns on. We're given understanding. We're given light. We begin to see things differently. Our situation or circumstance or problem or whatever it is, we look at it now through the eyes of God. We look at that thing now as smaller than what we really imagined it to be as far as big. All of a sudden there is a shift because the entrance of his word brought light. But the entrance of that word came because of the Spirit and the Spirit or God or someone speaking what God had said. And they hear that. They receive what the Spirit of God is uh, saying there. And the individual all of a sudden is given light. Now, as long as we continue to walk in the revelation of that light, what we have heard, whether it's for a few seconds, a few minutes, a few hours, a few days, a few weeks, a few months, a few years, or a lifetime, that word will continue to give us light. The problem with many individuals is that they forget, they no longer remember what it is that God has spoken. They let it out of their sight they let it go past their hearing and out one ear, in one ear and out the other. And therefore, it gives no understanding. Now, Jesus taught on the parable of the sower sows the seed. In the book of Mark in chapter 4, the book of Luke chapter 8, in the book of Matthew uh, chapter 13, he said that the seed, the sower sows the seed. And that seed falls by the wayside. And it says the wicked one, the devil, and Satan, depending if you're reading Luke, Matthew, or Mark. And it's interesting because the very fact that a different name is used goes to show how he's going to attack. He's going to slander the word of God. He's going to accuse the word of God. He is going to be deceitful. Uh, he is going to do something. But it says the evil one, the wicked one, uh, Satan, the devil, comes and he taketh away that word from the heart, so it doesn't reach there. Therefore, it says that individual having no understanding. There was no light. The light bulb never got a chance to turn on. Therefore, they never get to see what is around. They, ne they never get to see the lamp and the light 
unto their feet and unto their path. They don't know where they're going. They don't have understanding because the entrance of that word, which gives light, never had the opportunity. It's also supposed to give understanding to the simple. While once that word has entered into our heart, then we must continue to walk in the light that we have received. And in order to take the next step, there must be light on a continual basis coming into our life. That's why the words of Jesus in Matthew chapter 4, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds and proceeds and proceeds and proceeds and proceeds and proceeds out of the mouth of God. Every second, every minute, every hour, every day, every week, every month of our lifetime, we must be continually listening, continually hearing, and continually allowing that word to have place and find entrance into our heart. When it does, then we can understand what it says in the book of uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 9. But as it is written, I has not seen, we're not going to be able to see the light, ear has not heard, we're not listening to the Spirit of God, Neither has it entered into the heart of man because the word of God was deviated. The things that God has prepared for them that love him. God wants us to keep our eyes on his word. Just like it says in Proverbs chapter 4 verse 20 to 23. He wants us to pay and incline attention, our ear, to that word that is being spoken. He wants us to give attention tendence to give heed to, give importance to, give priority to that word that is being spoken. And the Holy Spirit never gets tired of speaking. He is speaking because he is teaching, he is warning, he is guiding, he is comforting, he's interceding, he's leading, he's doing all these things. But many times we're clueless unaware of what he is doing in our lives. That's where the word comes in. The The word that he spoke yesterday helps lay a stepping stone for you so that when tomorrow, when he speaks a new word, you have another stepping stone to step on and so forth so that our path is being lit up. It's lighted up by the word of God and we have light and a lamp to wherever our feet are are walking in or on the things that God wants to reveal to us. Now, as also, as we have said in John 1, 7, but walk ye in the light as he is in the light. We have fellowship one with another and the blood of Jesus cleanses us from all sin. Now, I want to just emphasize the fellowship part, the koinonia. If we walk in the light, we begin to know him, not a, not know about Jesus, but we get to know the person. Now, you know, I, I remember in, in school, having heard about George Washington, having heard about Lincoln, even read stuff and materials on them. Now, even though I knew about these men and that they were presidents and when they served and what they did for their country, That doesn't mean that I know them. 
It just means that I know about them. A lot of Christian believers know a lot of things about Jesus. They know where he walked, where he ate, what he did, but they do not know him. And that is where we meet the author and the finisher of our faith in the person of Christ himself. He starts it, he finishes it. He's the Alpha and he's the Omega. He's the beginning and he's the end. And whatever God begins according to the book of Ephesians in our lives, whatever God does according to the book of uh, uh, Philippians, God is the one that initiates the work in us and he also wants to finish it. But God is also the one that is working in us both to give us the will and give us the ability to accomplish the task that he has set before us. Now, it says in the scripture that we also have, along with hearing what he says, acting upon what he says, confessing the same thing that he says. The word confession and the word profession in the New Testament mean exactly the same thing. They're interchangeable. You can say confession or profession. To profess something or to confess something is to say the same as in the same place and at the same time that someone else has spoken or said something. You not only agree, it's not just a mental assessment, but it is a belief down deep in the heart that what you are saying and what they have said, you agree with. Now, the scripture shows us this. Now, it's, it's, it's been taken to an extreme in the day and age that we live where people can just simply name it and claim it. Just because you speak it, just because you say it, does not mean that it was born in the heart. It may have been born in the mind, but not necessarily in the heart. It is in the heart where God speaks to us. It is in the heart where the abundance of the heart causes the overflow of that faith to come out of our lips and say the same thing. Mary said to Gabriel, be it unto me according to thy word. In other words, I agree with what you have said. I not only give a mental assent, but I believe that it will come to pass. Therefore, I agree with you. I am saying the exact same thing. And of course, we learned that about David and others that we have studied. Now, look at what the scripture says in Psalm 116, verse 10. Paul is going to use this later in the book of 2 Corinthians, chapter 4, verse 13. The scripture says concerning what was said by the psalmist, I believed, therefore have I spoken. In other words, because I have believed something with my heart, I have spoken. I speak. Even though I was greatly afflicted, I believe and therefore I have spoken. Now here's what Paul does. He takes from the Old Testament and he applies it to the New Testament. And this is what it says in 2 Corinthians 4.13. We having the same spirit of faith. He calls here faith a spirit, a spirit that can be imparted, a faith 
that can be part of us and part of somebody else or even a hundred people at the same time without the limitation of what that faith is because it will bring to pass within itself whatever it was sent to do. Here, here is the scripture again. We having the same spirit of faith according as it is written. Where was it written? Psalm 116 verse 10. I believed and therefore have I spoken. Then he goes on to say, we also believe and therefore speak. See, it's the believing part and the speaking part that go together. It's the believing part that gives us the capability to have that faith go into our heart, as we have heard it, and then abundantly fill our heart with that light and understanding, whether it takes a few seconds, a few minutes, a few hours or days, then all of a sudden it's blurted out, right out of our mouth, as a confession. A confession of what? A confession of agreement that God said, I am who I am. God said, I am forgiven of my sins. Therefore, I believe that, so I'm going to say, I have been forgiven. If I go and say something contrary to that, then I am, I am going contrary to what God has said. If God has said, by the stripes of Jesus, you have been healed, then if I say, well, if that's true, then how come I'm still sick? I'm not saying the same thing he's saying at the same time in the same place when he is saying it. I am going contrary to what he is saying. And it is important for us to understand that when faith comes, faith is going to agree and it is going to speak the very same thing. Faith cannot stay, and I'm going to use this as a pun, shut up. It cannot stay enclosed in our heart. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth is going to speak. Therefore, the floodgates are busted wide open and faith blurs it out. It says it at full capacity. And the reason for that is because we have a high priest that garrisons and watches over the words that we speak. And it says it in Hebrews 4.14, Seeing then that we have a great high priest that is passed into the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast our confession. It uses the word profession there, but you can put the word confession. Why? Because Jesus watches over our words. When Jesus walked here on earth, he said it clearly. I only do what I see the Father do, and I only speak and say what I hear the Father speak and say. In other words, Jesus was saying, I say what he says, the same thing. Even if it offends, even if it goes contrary to man's traditions or beliefs, I will speak the same thing that God has spoken. I will say the same thing that God has said. And it doesn't matter if you agree or disagree with it. That is just the way that it's going to be. I cannot go contrary to the word of God. And that's why there was so much success in the life of Jesus in everything and in all the things that he did. Because he always said the same thing that the Father said. 
Well, we've run out of time. We'll pick up on this tomorrow. Join us then on uh, 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 on Friday. But until then, the Lord richly and fully bless you. In Jesus' name, amen.